Welcome to Nerd Sports Angry Faithful. Today we're going to talk about the interesting sport that I saw. It's going to be uh, the cups, the stacking cups. There's actually, you know, a competition for stacking cups. Yeah. The guy that was on uh, last uh, last week, uh, Ever Sharp, he he told me about it, and he was like, "Yeah, there's competitions for that." I was like, "Oh man, that doesn't surprise me." And I mean, they got that slap slap face competition and everything like that but which is probably put on hold because the whole slap competition is all in russia yeah yeah <laughs> so okay so yeah <laughs> so cup so, stacking okay yeah okay um so sad that most of the <laughs> that was still funny that, uh, yeah there's a lot of sporting uh, federations uh sporting um committees out of Russia that are being banned from international competition. Yeah. Uh, no, it, they're being banned from any kind of competition. Yeah, yeah, well, any kind of competition. All, all, uh, well, I say international. I'm yeah. talking about anything outside yeah, the border. Yeah, soccer. Uh, yeah, FIFA, UEFA, uh, Formula One uh, terminated their contract with the Grand Prix of Russia. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, whew, that's rough, bro. Yeah, uh, they they pretty much snuffed anything that's coming from Russia right now. Uh, even the, <laughs> which really sad is you're getting, I can't even see what the time limit is on this, but so I don't care. Uh, they're getting cock blocked from uh, all the. Yeah, uh, Pornhub, all the porn sites are blocking them, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's even. If it's you want to more. jerk off, you must jerk off to sister. Great success. <laughs> see, Comrade uh, Putin, he's a pain in my assholes. Um, yeah, but, uh, anyway, so, oh, dude, did you, uh, off topic, one, one and only thing, uh, we might get a little bit off topic later on, but anyways, they actually, uh, I seen the, uh, they have TikTok of, uh, Russian influence and everything. It's like they're, have a gun to their head and they're reading a script. It's, uh, I think, uh, Ray William Johnson was one, uh, one that showed me that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, so moving into baseball news. Talks were supposed to resume today, but the first two series of the regular season have been canceled and will not be rescheduled. So depending on what the outcome of the talks are from today. You know what? I know what it is. Go ahead and talk. Okay, yeah, so depending on what the talks are from today, then we'll find out as to whether or not we have a first month of the season. See, yeah, it just got worse. All right, try it now. Okay, testing. There we go. Testing, testing. See, I, I can barely. You can barely hear yourself? I can barely hear myself. Oh, okay. I'll turn two down. Okay. Well, that's a little. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Yeah, I had yours way up because Ever's really, really soft spoken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had I had to turn it up really, so, really loud. So we'll find out whether or not we have any more regular season games canceled. Um, when they cancel those games, they're not going to reschedule them, which means. Is that you? Yeah. Um, which means. I'm probably looking at maybe getting a refund from the Texas Rangers because I bought tickets to take myself and my boys to go see the Angels the second weekend of the season just because I wanted to I wanted to see Mike Trout play. I yeah. wanted to see Shohei Otani play. Yeah. Um, what well, do you actually get a refund from that? I think we do. Because, dude, I'm telling you what, ticket prices just for the opening opening series alone are they're ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Like uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2013. No, it wasn't 13. It was. Um, it might have been 2013. Um. I went. To, I went to my dad and I. We went to go opening weekend because the Rangers hosted op opening day weekend at their at their old ballpark, and the Red Sox were in town. And I wanted to go see the Red Sox play, 
it was the first chance, you know, I mean, we didn't want to go to opening day because the tickets where we were sitting opening day were 120 apiece. The following day, there were 35. Damn. Yeah, and it's just because it's a premium, you know, premium date. Yeah, like going to Vegas on the weekend, the uh, prices are really high, but if you go during the week, it's really, really cheap. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so when... And, and any time, like, with the range, the way that the Rangers do business, it's kind of wonky because in, in, any time you get a large market team like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, um, you know, or, or any of, any of the, the big market teams, right, where, you know, you get the teams that have money to spend. Um Um, did we talk about that fight at the Duke? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, but uh, premium games—they're—they're they're called premium games, right? The ticket prices go up, and then anytime they're playing anybody else, the tickets are a little bit more affordable. But I don't know, man. It, it Rob Manfred has no business being the commissioner of baseball. None. Zero. He's either, his nicknames have become Man Clown or Man Fraud. Yeah, because right now they're trying to get a minimum salary increase. Yeah, I mean, and it's not because they're trying to get their own pockets padded. I'm talking about the players, but they're looking out for the players that come after them. Um, the minor league baseball season has not been locked out, so the minor leaguers are going to start on time, and they're going to have a full season. Um because the owners, the major league owners, it doesn't affect them. The minor leagues are simply there to develop players and get players ready for the major leagues. Okay, yeah, that okay. was I was about to ask that. So, you know, while you may from time to time have major league players playing in AAA, and it's usually there for, like, rehab starts, or they get sent back down to figure something out before they come back up. They right, get the, the yips. Yeah, they get the yips. So... You know, I'm just kind of sitting there going, man, you know, and, and just, I mean, players are coming out. Mike Trout almost never comments on anything on social media. And he kind of went off a little bit. And everybody's like, wow, when Mike Trout says anything, you better listen because you know that he's passionate about it, right? But, you know, it's... uh I just, we need baseball. I need baseball. The fans in this country, in this world for that matter, we need baseball back. And the owners, the owners made something to the tune of like $42 billion over the last couple of years. Okay, revenues have been up. Yeah, and this is going to just knock them down. Well, it's not going to knock them down. It's just because the ownership groups are fucking greedy. You know, they don't want to increase the minimum, the league minimum. Because, I mean, you've got, I think there's something to the tune of like 16% of all of the major league players make about $100,000 a year. Now, granted, you're going to have those people, I, I've, I know a few, where they, they think, you know, they'll tell you nobody's worth $32 million a year. And I completely and wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I remember seeing a graphic somewhere that every day that the, the, the lockout extends past the opening day, Garrett Cole loses like 230-something million dollars, or 230-something thousand dollars a day. Max Scherzer will lose like 160-something thousand dollars a day. And I'm like... That's not, I mean, that's insane. You know, it, free agency has gotten way out of hand, way out of control. So to a degree, I side with the owners in the fact that there's no reason why we should have to pay these guys that much. I mean, and, and I think that baseball needs a salary cap like the NFL does. And it creates great levels of parity, so to speak, amongst the NFL teams. I think baseball needs to do the same thing. Now, they're wanting to expand the playoff format 
for baseball to a 16-team postseason. I, I don't I don't like that idea because all you're doing is just handing out participation trophies at this point. Yeah, and that's to the degree of uh, you're not going to have like a fully great team after that. You're just basically uh, put into the point where if something goes wrong you're not you can't you you can only blame the players and the and the staff yeah i mean they're even they're even uh, talking about instituting an international draft now baseball draft now it it's for mostly for domestic players and then you get your international signings through scouts or whatever and then they go into this like pool where the, the teams can bid on them kind of a thing right especially if they're coming out of japan or korea because if you sign a major league baseball contract from either one of those two countries, then you lose your status as a professional in that in in your home country, kind of a thing. It's it's weird the way it works, like because the clubs that the players play for in Korea and Japan own that player, okay. and so the teams they want. You know, I mean, you hear about these large signings for like like Shohei Otani, okay, his team. I forget what team he played for in Japan, but a big part of the contract that he signed went towards compensating his club for buying out his contract. But I think he was like part of the Tokyo Dragons or something like that. I can't remember. But um, I mean, you, you, they're talking about an international draft, you know, specifically for thing, you know, uh, places you like Japan, right? Yeah, for like Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic. They have baseball academies, right? They have baseball schools. You go to school to learn, but then, I mean, the, the entire purpose of that school's existence is to teach baseball, right? Because for in a lot of cases, baseball is the only way to get off these islands. So, um, I don't think I even can pronounce that word. <laughs> but baseball's international market. Um, that means, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the way for players outside the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. They're acquired by major league baseball clubs. They haven't received a great deal of attention um, in media because or during the ongoing uh, uh, collective bargaining agreement negotiations, mm -hmm. but. I mean, you look at players like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Fernando, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Jr. Juan Sato. Um, they all signed as amateurs when they were teenagers. Okay, here's the team. Okay, yeah, you know. Flip your screen around. Hokieto. Yeah. Yeah, the Hokieto uh, fighters or hand fighters? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, they sign these contracts when they're teenagers. They sign as amateurs, right? And the overall impact uh, that the international talent has has been huge on the on the modern game, right? But uh, MLB, I mean, it, Major League Baseball is becoming an increasingly international sport, right? Well, it, well, it's always been an international sport, only because if you think about it. Not always. Now, you, you've got your Mexican leagues. You've got your Venezuelan leagues. Uh, they play a lot of winter ball down in Venezuela. Uh uh, I think Peru has a has a league. It's a small one. Uh, Colombian player. I mean, there's a lot of South American and Latin players. There's a lot of Caribbean players. There's a lot of European players. We've got some players that come over from like Australia. Yeah, and the whole reason why they love that sport is because we uh, actually played it a little bit of it when we were in World War Two. Yeah, well, I mean, even now, you know, Major League Baseball for a couple of years there, they had their London series. You know, but um, I mean WWE does it now too. Yeah, but this isn't scripted. But I'm not saying that they're not athletes. And don't give me this. Oh, wrestling's not real. <laughs> oh my god! I have a great great grandmother that would argue with anybody that wrestling was not fake. I mean, she she I, legitimately I think she she was like, oh my god, that stuff is so real. That's the only reason why I'm actually interested in wrestling. Is because my dad's grandmother uh, 
took him to wrestling events when he was a kid. Now, it's funny because Ronda Rousey, just, just to get off track for a second, Ronda Rousey made her SmackDown debut last week, and she's now on the road to WrestleMania, right? I'm watching the NASCAR race today. She was a wrestler. She was, and then she dropped out for a while. Yeah. She had a kid. She did a lot of uh, Twitch streaming for uh, gaming. Like, she's a huge gamer nerd, dude. Yeah, yeah. I just but, don't find her attractive. I don't know. I, somebody does. Yeah. But um, I was watching the NASCAR race today, and Danica Patrick was one of the guest was the guest commentator today up in the booth, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow or another, Ronda Rousey came up, right during during the race, and Danica Patrick, all five foot one and a half, because she brought that up today, all five foot one and a half of her. Even though Ronda Rousey, and these are her words, not mine, is past her prime, she still would not want to run into her in a dark alley. Well, yeah. You know, but I'm like, the fact that Ronda Rousey decided to take a break from Twitch gaming and streaming to come back and wrestle for a little while. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, come on, seriously. Some of the moves, like... Ken Shamrock would flip the script. Like, he actually snapped a guy's ankle. You know, that ankle lock that he does, mm-hmm. or used to do? He, like, legitimately ended a guy's WWE career doing that. Yeah, because he's actually... Uh, he, yeah, he was an MMA. He was a UFC champion. Yeah. He was, he's a legend. Yeah. And he just fucking lost his tempo one day, just snapped. And I'm just like, oh, because you can't fake or... Photoshop live, somebody's foot pointing the wrong direction. It just <laughs> shit doesn't work like that. Uh, but uh, the international international draft would have fairly more allocated talent. Um, did they did did they do the draft for this year? No, no the the draft the the baseball draft I think doesn't take place until. I thought you said it was in March. Uh, I know I know football is in April. Yeah, I think I know it's early no, it's on in the year. Um, July eleventh through the thirteenth. That's when it was last year. They haven't. Um, right now, they're talking July seventeenth through the nineteenth. No, the NFL draft is in April. Right. Yeah. Well, but the major the the MLB draft. They're looking at. Usually, it, it, I, I was I was wanting to say that it was in the middle of the year, so it, it's generally the same week or weekend in July every year. Why, they, you, why do they do it in July? <sighs> most most because a lot of times that's when a lot of these high school players that that get drafted are are done with school. Oh, okay. You know, so I mean, you get a lot of these guys that you know they'll sign contracts if they don't declare for a college. And go play co- uh, collegiate ball, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, college ball is just amazing to watch. It's fun. Yeah. Um. I mean, we could do without a lot of the bat flips and a lot of the the the, the showmanship that that the college game has got nowadays. But um. So it's is it like that one part in basketball when they're doing the uh 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 what what was it uh, the psych outs? No. Uh. River dance, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I mean, you get a lot of these kids that'll sit there and they'll pimp a home run, dude. They'll, I mean, they'll just murder a baseball and they'll walk to first base or they'll flip their bat. You know, I'm like, bat flips, I'm okay with to a degree. Just don't go too over the top. There, there was a kid uh, last week. It kind of went viral on Bar- Barstool Sports and Twitter. He pimped the shit out of this home run. And he carried his bat and walked. Took his sweet-ass time getting to first base. And the ball had already cleared the fence before he even got halfway down the baseline. And he just tossed his bat, just flipped it right there in front of his dugout, and then just kind of trotted all the way around the base paths. And I'm like, while the rules don't say that there's anything illegal about that, and it, a few episodes back, probably about 20 or 30 episodes back, I had said something about unwritten rules being bullshit, right? You know, but I'm going to amend that statement. There are some unwritten rules that need to be 
ad- adhered to. Like, don't showboat. If, you know, I mean, especially if you're at that level, mm-hmm. act like you've been there. Act like you've been there. Don't show off. Don't give that pitcher a reason to bean you or bean another one of your uh, of your teammates because you're just putting them at risk because, I mean, a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, it don't matter where it hits you, fucking hurts. And if a pitcher is not that accurate and he decides he's going to let one fly, dude, I, I really hope that it was worth it because if, if you or your teammate – gets hurt or catches one into the face that's it you're done for a while you know so it's just to me the bat flip needs to go away or the bat flip needs to be regulated you know but um i mean and then umpires umpires are making cases for them to be replaced I think if you take the human element out of umpiring or officiating a game, the the sport itself is going to suffer. I really do. Um, I think that umpires, especially ones that are going to be behind the plate calling balls and strikes, need to have a better understanding of the strike zone. And they need to know, and they need to prove that. Not only with on-field performance throughout the course of the entire season, but they need to, you know, I mean, they need to go to refresher courses and things like that during the off season. They need to make themselves ready, just like the players do. If the players are expected to perform at their at their peak, then the umpires, line judges, I mean, and I mean everybody, they all, all of the offici- uh, uh, the game's officials need to be able to perform at the top level. And that's being able to call a game with impartiality and they need to not make the game about them. Because you got people like Angel Hernandez who makes the game about him. Hands down, probably one of the worst, if not the worst, umpire to ever call a Major League Baseball game. He filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against Major League Baseball because he was denied the opportunity to call a World Series. Well, you get to call a World Series by being one of the best officials in the game during the regular season. He's not been, nor has he ever been. He just wants to be a little bitch and wants to... Oh, dude, he, he hides behind that victim mentality. He's like, oh well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Latino, and and you know, you see predominantly white umpires in the in the World Series. Like, well, try being better. Yeah, just try not being a tool. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of intricacy or intricacies. I cannot say that word today. In, in the CBA for this year is very complicated. <laughs> God. Intricacies. There we go. See, I said it. Um, there, there's there's just so many ins and outs and nooks and crannies that are involved with the CBA talk. But there's been really, there's been no, and I've been watching. Um, uh, Twitter today, and... Uh, this was at 2.06 Eastern Time. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association resumed talks Sunday in an attempt to reach a new collective bargaining agreement. The meeting took place in New York City. According to reports, the MLBPA, which is the Players Association, was expected to provide a counterproposal, a counterproposal. Um Oh, where did it go? Uh, five to the league five days after MLB's offer on the final day of negotiations, which took place in Jupiter, Florida. Um, lead negotiators for each side met or last met on Thursday for an informal 90-minute conversation covering a range of topics. Per a report from the Associated Press, Players Association may be open to a 14-team postseason format, which under the current condition... Uh, that the higher seeded team being the best of five series or begin the best of five series with a ghost win. What? 
that doesn't make any damn sense to me. A ghost win? What is all that about? Um, MLB has already rejected such a concept, making that possibility appear high unli highly unlikely. Uh, the 14-team team or 14-team format. Uh, baseball originally proposed offers significant advantages to division winners and provides incentives to win at every level of the bracket. Um, in an effort to compromise, MLB accepted a 12-team format after the discussions of formats included a ghost game. Um, MLB made clear that the ghost game raises serious issues and is not a viable path forward, which I totally agree with. Like, a ghost game? Seriously? What what we, that, what, what, I, I guess like handing a higher seed team a, 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 a win. Like, no. Why? Why would we do that? It's just the just whole... Just give them a bye week. That, that just seems yeah, like okay, the so whole... Uh, if you go to a 12-team format and you're, the, and you're the top seed, you don't have to play in the fucking wild card round. You move to the divisional round. Like, like I, oh, I was trying to say, it sounds like that whole seven-ending thing again. During COVID, yeah, yeah, oh, with the double headers, yeah. Um, under let me see here. Under the baseball's uh, proposal for a fourteen-team postseason field, the division winner with the best record in the regular season would get a buy into the division series. The other two division winners would have the advantage of choosing their opponents and hosting all three potential games in a best of three round. Um, after the two division winners choose their opponent, the team with the better record between them would have first choice. Then the wild card team with the best record would play the remaining team and with the higher seed hosting all three games. All opponent selections would take place in a, televi in a, in a televised show. All right, so basically what they're talking about is, is that the, highest, the number one seed with the best record in, the, in, in that league, they, don't, they get a bye. They don't have to play in the wild card. They can move on to divisional, right? Mm-hmm which is a best-of-five series, okay? The team with the next best record, or the two remaining division or division winners, get to pick their opponents. So the team that with the best record of the remaining two divisional winners gets to pick which team they play, and they have the option of hosting that game. Which, to me, okay, that makes sense, but we don't need to make it a 14-team playoff because playoffs used to be eight teams one winner right okay so if you expand it to 12 teams fine you're diluting the play you're, du du you're all you're really doing at that point is just expanding baseball and making it to where you play it longer and we'll start having world series con consistently within the month of november should we should we be bringing out bad bad touch Bob ross no okay no because i mean okay because here's the thing all right. Having coached Little League Baseball, I understand that the body, the human body, has its limits. And I understand the torque and the punishment that shoulders and elbows take from throwing a baseball. Okay, which is why any time when we moved up into kid pitch, my pitchers only threw two pitches. The four-seam fastball and the two-seam fastball because that provides the least amount of punishment on your arm. Because you're going to get these 12, 13, 14-year-olds that are out there trying to learn how to throw a curveball or try to throw, you know, trying to learn how to throw a changeup. And it takes more effort and it's more wear and tear on your elbow to throw those off-speed pitches because of the arm slot and because of the release points. Would throwing the fastball create a, like a... Uh, it's a more fluid, consistent motion well, as opposed to trying to pull something back. Well, what I was trying to uh, get at is it uh, throwing the fastball. Would it give it like uh, train you better to do a curveball a little bit easier in the long run? Uh, yes and no, but I mean, then again, I mean, not everybody can throw a curveball. There are some professionals out there. They don't have the curveball is not part of their repertoire. You get a lot of these two and three, sometimes four pitch. You know, pitchers, they'll have a two-seam, a four-seam, they'll have a breaking ball, and they'll have like a, it'll either be a slider, or it'll be a, uh, you know, it'll be a curveball of some kind, but it won't be a true, true-to-form, you know, it'll be like, okay, so you'll have a variation of the fastball, which is a slider, mm -hmm. okay? Um 
or you'll have a breaking ball, which either is a slider or a variation of a curveball. But you, you have pitchers out there that they live and breathe curveball, right? And you've got your knuckleballers, which is very, very – I mean, they – like I think there's three knuckleballers in Major League Baseball right now. Knuckleballs, catchers hate them. Hitters hate them. Pitchers love to throw them if they can know how because they've got zero spin on them, and nobody knows where they're going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I've heard it said, because I've tried to teach myself how to throw a knuckleball before, and I, I, I almost had it down, but to throw a knuckleball successfully, imagine standing out in that hallway and trying to throw an, like, a, like a, a, an actual honest-to-God pitch. Like you're in the windup and everything. You're either going to bring your arm way out here for a three-quarter arm slot, or you're going to be a full arm slot delivery up here. You're either going to hit the wall or you're going to hit the ceiling. Or with a knuckleball, you literally, it's like this. You're gripping the ball like that, and you basically shot put it, right? And it just dances all over the place as it's getting to the plate. It's a very hard pitch to throw, but if you can master it, you can pitch into your 40s, you know, if you're if you're consistent with it. I, I'm, I'm trying to do it myself. Dude, and I don't... throwing a baseball without any spin is difficult. Oh, yeah. Very difficult. Um, but I don't like the idea of expanding the playoff format just simply due to the fact that it, it, it just waters down the product. And it just gives these lower market teams. It's already long enough. I mean, it, well, it's a six month long season, and then with the eight teams that we have, okay, it, it's with the way that the format is now. You've got your wild card play in game, and then you've got your two because it's still, it's still two out of three, right? No, with your wild card play in game, it's a one game take. You know, winner winner take all. Okay, the winner of the wild card game advances to the postseason. Okay, and I'm talking about the truest form of the postseason where you're actually playing a series. You've got your divisional series, okay? You got your um, uh, the, the winner of the wild card game plays the high, highest seed team, right? And then you've got your other two um, divisional winners, they play each other. So you've got two divisional rounds. Then you move into your the, the winner of your divisional round moves into the championship league series for either the American or the National League, and then the winner of the league championship series moves into the World Series. Okay. Okay. I don't... The thing I love about baseball is the fact that when it's here, it's nirvana. I mean, it gives you a constant, something that you can depend on. You can open up your phone or you can go look in the paper or you can log into a website somewhere and you can look at the box scores from the previous day. We have all this access to the game as it's happening during the course of the regular season. Okay, And then with the length of the postseason being what it is now, it makes it that much more romantic, that much more meaningful. Okay, If you water that down by adding the number of teams that are going to be able to come in and play, it, it, it's it you're looking at running the risk of yes you're giving all these other players and all these other markets that have not traditionally been to the postseason a chance to experience postseason play but that really should fall on the front office and be their responsibility and their responsibility alone for not going after the players and the talent and making the roster moves necessary to get your team in a position to qualify for the playoff format as it exists now I think it's just one of those things they're trying to get it to where uh, that whole thinking of everybody needs to play again, and yes. their chance. There, there, there have there's been several players that have talked about participation trophies, and that's not what this game needs. I think as far as that, I think as far as the talent is concerned, as far as the compensation for that talent, we need a salary cap because what what the game of baseball is becoming. Okay, it's becoming unmanageable, all right, or, or unaffordable for normal, everyday people like you and me. We've got to save up for a few couple of weeks 
to be able to afford to go to one game. Yeah. You know, if our t- if 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 I honestly I honestly think that those people that are arguing for the uh, participation are the ones that grew up nowadays in the time frame to where they didn't even keep score because they didn't want to feel anybody to be left out. Yeah, and that was a thing too. Like whenever I coached T-ball, we didn't keep score, dude. That was never discussed in the coaches' meetings leading up to the season. So once the season started, I'm over here keeping score, and the and the umpire's like, "Yeah, there's we don't keep score here." I'm like, "What? What? That is so wholly un-American. There should be no ties in baseball, ever. I mean, ever, never, ever, 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 be a tie in baseball. Fuck that." There is a winner, and then there is a loser. Now, depending on your perspective, there's no such thing as a loss. There's either a victory or a lesson. Me, I, I, I prefer to look at it as, hey, if I'm on the, if I'm on the lower end, if, a, if, if I don't get to reap the benefits of winning, then, yeah, I'm going to learn lessons, and I'm going to take from that, and I'm going to try to come at you next year even, even harder. But Okay, on the defense of that, though, I mean, you can't really. I mean, T-ball, you just put the ball on that thing and they hit it. Right? It doesn't matter. Okay. Because at that point, T-ball is your introduction to baseball. You have to build a good foundation okay. for competition, mechanics, and understanding of the rules. That was my only defense of that. I was like, I mean, the pitcher doesn't even do anything. So No. I mean, granted, you've got a bunch of three, four, five, six-year-olds that are standing around picking their fucking nose and looking at damn clouds half the game. I get that. But there has to be I – mean, we have softened. We, I mean, we heard it on Cleared Hot the other day. This nation is a nation full of pussies. Yeah. Okay. We are pussifying our kids to the point where – I think even ever said something like that. Yeah, so I mean, we're pussifying our nation to the point that if even one alpha male comes out of the group, he's going to be so ostracized for not being inclusive that he may just convert to beta or he'll assume the identity of an of an alpha but not know truly what it means to be an alpha and then us old, old farts that are sitting back on our fucking porches in our rocking chairs with a loaded shotgun full of rock salt and a fucking cup of coffee going, stay off my grass, you know. I mean, we're harnessing our inner, you know, command our majors. I still like the phrase, uh, since ever, ever said, said it, is, uh, well, ever didn't say it, but it applied like back in the day is, uh, this might sound strange, but this coming from a man that uh, voluntarily has sex with other men, that's gay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wasn't ready for that one. Um, coming from a man who has voluntarily had sex with other men, that's gay. Okay. I, You know, and, and to add to the uh, entendre there, it's a... Uh, yeah, I can get behind that statement. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> we need a rim shot button. <laughs> but uh, is that what that's called? Yeah. Oh. Add another wrinkle to that frontal cortex. There, you learned something today. <laughs> I'm helping. Um, <laughs> do you, do you want to uh, move on to NASCAR now? Yeah. Um, because you can you can stay all day. Yeah, I know. Just one. let me let me wrap this up here. Bottom line, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, until the day that they conclude and they have an actual agreement in place and we start seeing teams start to gather for training camp and or just say, fuck it, we're going to move into the regular season and get things going. Until we hear those two all-important words, play ball, both sides need to pull their heads out of their asses. They need to save this game or it's going to end up dying a horrible, writhing, agonizing death. Because you have passive fans now that have started to come into the game and started to learn about the game and appreciate it for what it is, and you people—and I'm talking about people from both ends of the uh, both sides of the table—are taking a collective piss on the game, and you're going to kill it. Yeah. Fucking knock it off. Grow up 
play. That's all there is to it. Owners, you're going to get your money. Don't worry about it. So what if you earn $2 billion less? Or so what if you earn half a million dollars less per fucking club? Who fucking cares? You're putting butts in the seats. People are walking home with souvenirs, either home runs or foul balls. Kids are making memories, and you're you're instilling a love for a game that is going to be around for as long as this country is is alive, because kids that are sitting in those stands are going to be the same people that are going to grow up playing this game, and they're going to park their asses in the dugouts, and they're going to be on that field playing, entertaining a new generation of future players. Think about the game instead of your fucking pocketbooks. Think about the fans instead of yourselves, and let's get this thing going. Now we're moving to NASCAR. Okay, my question is, is uh, what's running in DNF? Running is, um, they're, they're still considered on the track where they've run the number of laps that was allocated for the, for the full length of the event. DNF is did not finish. Oh, okay. That okay. So the races today was uh, from Las Vegas. Las Vegas yesterday, the Xfinity Series race, actually had a delay. They had a red flag, which stopped the race for snow. It snowed in fucking Las Vegas yesterday. That That's hilarious. And it was like 70-something degrees the day before. Well, that was the same thing that happened yesterday at us. It was like 82 degrees. Uh, I mean... Yeah, it was 82-something. It was 88. Was, was saying. It was 88 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was 88 degrees yesterday. And, and today, today it was, was like... like 42? Yeah, they projected the highest 61. This bipolar shit's fucking for the birds. Dude, we didn't even see 45 degrees today. No. I mean, when I got in my car to uh, come over here, my my car does that uh, alarm that, hey, it's 39 degrees. Yeah, possible ice. Yeah. So, that was... The weather today was was pretty great. Um, I'm just just glad uh, 42 is still running. Yeah. So, um... Alex Bowman, the number or driver of the number 48 Ally Chevrolet for uh, Hendrick Motorsports, he won that race today. And, dude, you know what? It was it was actually a really good race. I, I, I watched that entire race today. And um, with this new car that they've got, um, all the new technology, they got a sequential uh, sequential gearbox sequ- or sequential gear shifter as opposed to the H pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, you push up. To go into reverse, and you can pull it down, go into neutral, and then you pull back to shift through the gears, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Denny Hamlin, he runs in the bread. You go with the gear, gears. You basically. You... If you want to downshift, you go up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's basically a slapstick. Yeah. You know, they pull back just like that. the The stick always returns to center, but yeah, there, there's it's a sequential gearbox and it's slotted. So if you time it just right, you can do an RPM shift. To where you lift out of the throttle, shift, and you're back into it. You don't have to waste that extra time by push, engaging the clutch. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect okay. sense. It's the it's the same it's the same thing with the with my car. My car yeah. has it. Yeah. So, um, Denny Hamlin. Did you just now put that in? That's so weird because mine. mine it's it's, it's Fortin. Well, no, we're we're talking. It's a manual transmission. Yeah. But. Like with yours, like you know, you've got the manual and you can go up and you hit that button. It's the same concept, but it's not the same technology. The same, this, the gear shifter, the gearbox that they've got in these cars now this year, Formula One and IndyCar have been running them for 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 a few years now. Yeah, that's that's how mine is. Because I can switch it over to a uh, uh, shift. I mean, I don't have like a, a clutch or anything like that, but I can just yeah. This is a traditional manual transmission, but it's. You know, instead of having an H pattern where you go one, two, three, four, five, oh, okay, in reverse. Okay, okay, okay. But last year they only had four gears. This no. year they've got a fifth gear, and a lot of drivers are still trying to figure it all out. But this car provides for a lot of really great racing. Um, it, I mean, just the overall change to the car. It, it's allowed because you know aerodynamics has always been a thing in this sport. But it, you really saw it kind of come into its own today because, you know, you, side drafting used to be a thing where if you pull up next to a guy's rear quarter panel, you take the air off the back of his car just by being next to him, and it basically slows him down, and you can use that to get around him. Side drafting really wasn't a thing today at all. It 
was the first mile and a half track test for the new car. And it produced a really good racing product today. I mean, it was a very entertaining race to watch. Um, generally, I'm, an, I'm, I'm pretty happy anytime a Hendrick driver wins. But I was really happy to see Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Bowman, or Alex Bowman, rather, win today. And, you know, I was just, uh, I'm like, man, you know, this is, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with the direction that the sport's going. But, um, there, there, there was a, I mean, it just so many different, like, race strategies, pit, pit strategies, um, two tires versus four tires, you know, things like that. And, and, and ultimately it was a two tire call that Alex Bowman, his, his crew chief made says, all right, we're only taking two right side tires, fill them full of fuel, two right side tires and we're gone. Right. He started, he restarted the race second and they raced side by side him and uh, Kyle, Kyle Larson, who's the defending series champion, uh, who won last week in California. But, um, yeah, Alex Bowman, he, dude, it was a drag race. Yeah, I heard it too. I think there's a cat outside. I heard that. I heard a couple of kids. But <coughs> they're better on me, no damn kids. Here I am. Look, I sound like an old fucking man, dude. Look better than me, no damn kids outside. It's not the fact that it's 7 o'clock, almost 8 o'clock at night. It's the fact that it's fucking miserable outside. Yeah. Like, be a parent. Keep your kid inside. I mean, yesterday I was miserable. Uh it, it was either the uh, world ejaculating, the flowers ejaculating, or it was the uh, candle. I, I I can't do candles anymore, I You're guess. Being nasal raped by the plants in this world. Dude, it was my entire freaking face. I took like three or four uh, antihistamines. <laughs> I was popping like Pez. I'm rewatching Family Guy <laughs> again, and I'm, I think I'm on like season 18. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I love Seth MacFarlane's writing style, right? He's always like, you know, like um, this is the episode where uh, Peter and and uh, Chris are doing yard work for Herbert the pervert, mm-hmm. right? And they're yeah. and, and so both Chris and 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 Peter start they start getting into a fight in Herbert's living room. He's like, is this really happening? You know, he's like, you're awfully cocky there, kid. I hate cocky. Boo cocky. Boo cocky. <laughs> I'm just like, I see what you did there, you know? <laughs> I, I, I definitely see that. <laughs> I don't know why it made me think of that. I was just like, okay, so when you said my entire face, I'm like, hmm, okay. So the plant kingdom is having a big boo cocky party on your face. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, Alex Bowman won today's race. Uh, as far as the points are concerned, right now in the standings, um, and I don't know if this has been updated as of today. Uh, can you just go over the next race and see if? Uh, yeah, next race is going to be in Phoenix. Um, the Ruth Mon- Mortad. God, I'm I'm butchering at five hundred. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Hold, please. All right, so the next race is the Roof Mortgage 500. There we go. Um, I don't know why I couldn't say that. It's going to be held at Phoenix. It's going to be a 312-lap race. It's 312 miles. It's a mile-long track, obviously. Um, They're going to have the spring race next week, and then they don't go back to Phoenix until the last race of the year for the championship race. Okay. Um, It's going to be a good race. Um... After Phoenix, they're going to go to Atlanta for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. And then Sunday, March 27th, they're going to be down in Austin at the Circuit of the Americas. It's a big road race. It's a 20-turn race course, 20 different turns, 68 laps, 231.88 miles. And if it's anything like last year's, it's going to be a god-awful shitty mess because last year... Last year's race should not have been run because it was pouring last year. I mean, there was a couple drivers that were like, yeah, somebody should have gotten killed out here today. 
Like oh, Martin Truex Jr., who runs the number 19 Toyota Camry, Bass Pro, uh, Bass, Bass Pro Shop Toyota Camry for Joe Gibbs. Mm-hmm. He, 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 start, he got out of the gas and started braking to enter a turn right there on the front uh, the start-finish line. And because of all the, the, the rooster tails and spray behind these cars, the guy behind him couldn't see and hit him in the back at full speed and lifted his, I mean, basically drove under him lifted his car up off the ground you could see footage of it is it is it like that uh one moment in uh rick and morty where they're just like oh yeah 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 and they get in the vehicle and it's like i was not in control of that at all yeah i mean it last year i mean but circuit of the americas race that they held at, at coda um last year it was it was a cool experience for nascar and it was a cool experience for the people in the Austin area because they're generally, I mean, they, there's, a, I think there's an IndyCar or an F1 race that's down there, right? Because I mean, it's it's a Grand Prix track. So and they run it for NASCAR. Yeah, and they run NASCAR on it now. Because NASCAR wanted to introduce more road road course races to the to the schedule. You know, because they're like, okay. Trying to get away from the whole oval track thing, blah blah blah. But you know, oval track is basically your bread and butter. But there's always been road course races on the schedule. Just last year, there was a lot of them. Um, see, that's one road race, one, and then okay, okay, okay. I can play it. I'm gonna play it. <laughs> oh, the Rick and Morty thing. Just, I, don't, I don't deserve to live. Maybe I deserve to die. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things. Anytime something's situation like that, I go to that. Right. Uh, let's see here. Four. That's my go-to. Five. Six. There's like six road courses on the on the schedule this year. So you know, but um, yeah, it it's going to be a cool season. Um, they're going back to Nashville again this year. Hopefully, God damn fucking clickbait. Sorry, me and my, me and my daughter were talking about this one uh, guy, uh, Emergency Awesome, how mm-hmm. he gets everything wrong, and she's like, "You're you need to make up a, uh, a channel just going totally against that guy, head to head." I was like, "Cause, cause I've watched a couple of them." And I listen to you, and I ask you questions, and you know what you're talking about. I don't even think he knows that comic books actually exist. <laughs> That's how bad his uh, theories are in the. Oh, you're talking about the dude, uh, the the always everything or anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, always everything or something like that. Uh, yeah. Emergency awesome. Emergency awesome. Yeah, it, it's, I'm just like, oh, dude. And then he's always pimping his Spotify channel, which is shit and he's like oh you chance to win a playstation 5 or the infinity saga gauntlet box set like you know blah 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 like dude you're not going to give that shit away because you don't fucking have it yeah (laughs) you're doing it for class what's really sad what's really sad is he has the numbers to actually do something like that he does but i just like we gave away our murder basket right didn't we we did we did okay I still have to send it though. But with that, we actually gave something tangible away. We didn't show a f- stock photo of this alleged item that you're going to enter to win. We had it right here on the table. Yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know. Man. I have, I've figured out a way to actually. Oh, did you see my new black rifle hat? Check that out. Jesus. Hey, did you check out my uh, 
Nifty, uh, oh, fucking hell. Fuck. What? I, I totally forgot to bring you the coffee. Oh, it's not. But like, yeah, that's, that's it's mean. not like, it, you know what? Just when, when you go down there tomorrow, just take it with you and just have them just leave it there. Yeah. Fine. See, problem solved. Look. Oh, but by the way, did you see my nice little, uh, black rifle coffee axe? Yeah, I was there the day you won it. Uh, you know what? I didn't get my coin, and I called up, and I found out why. Why? Because the whole uh, uh, shit show that happened, uh, what did I say, like February? Mm-hmm. Yeah, February 1st. The the coin wasn't set up on that. So my next order of my coin will probably be there. I hope I get the uh, Texas uh, coin. How much stock do you have in it? Four stocks right now. Yeah, I have four stocks, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, yeah. I might have to cash mine out because I haven't been working for a week. Yeah. So it, it sucks, but, you know, and I'm trying to get all this stuff done. But anyways, uh, so what else on NASCAR? Is it? That's basically about it. Um, now we can talk about uh, the uh, the thing that happened, that movie. That was the whole reason why I sent you that emoji. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil it. I haven't. No, no, no. I'm not spoiling it for you. But I'm telling you, okay. <clears throat> it's not the movie that uh, he took aspects, and this is talking about the Batman. I'm not going to spoil any of it. Uh, but he took aspects of... Uh, uh, Batman Year One mm-hmm. and uh, Long Halloween, yeah, and he made it work really good. Yeah, I, everybody who I who I know who has seen that movie absolutely loved it. It was fucking fantastic, and and nobody was like, "Oh, it's that Twilight bitch." Like everybody says, he did a good job. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, he really didn't. He really didn't even say that much. It was all like facial emo. Uh, uh, emotion and everything like that. He he said yeah, a couple one of more things. example that he's a better actor. Yeah. Than Kristen Stewart. He has more facial emotions than Kristen Stewart. He'll yeah. just empty bottle of Gatorade has more facial expressions than Kristen Stewart. The wall drying has more special. Bad touch pop. Has more special. Yeah. 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 But no, uh, it a was... runny case of fiery diarrhea is a better love story than Twilight. I said it. Fight me. Change my mind. Two two lesbians that ate Taco Bell that are No, that's just a that's just a that's just a personification of the fact that you shouldn't run with the scissors and you shouldn't scissor with the runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, super fans. Our super fan. <laughs> she just dry heaved she, she just dry heaved a little bit right there. Yeah. That caused a dry heave. But no, it was, I mean, even all the stuff in the movie, and if you, I hope I don't ruin it for this point, uh, but him using uh, the grappling hook. Yeah. If if you look, he actually had like a uh, steel bar right there mm-hmm. to where it was, it was almost connected to like a holster and everything to where it wasn't like, it was connected to where so it was very like raw, rip, it was very it primitive. Wouldn't, it wouldn't rip off his arm. Yeah. It was really, uh, if uh, if all the stuff was actually real, you could use it. Yeah. I mean, even the Batmobile, if I can figure out all the stuff on it, which that... It kind of looks like a, like a, a late 60s, early 70s model Camaro. Uh, or Firebird. Mm. Well, they it kind of looks like uh, a souped-up bat of the nineteen sixty-six Batmobile-ish, if you look at it that way. But no, it it just it just really really. Oh, hmm. The newer Batmobile was a nineteen forty-nine Mercury convertible. That doesn't make sense. Um, okay. His is a 1970 Plymouth Barracuda with a Ford Triton V10 engine added on. 
Damn. Oh. Yeah, because I'm looking at a screenshot of it now. Yeah, that does. It looks very beefy. Um... I mean, even the sound of it. I mean, if you take out the jet engine and everything, it just sounds like it's going to ruin your day. Let me see here. But, no, the... When to take a restroom break during the Batman movie, because it's, what, almost three hours long? Yeah. Damn, back, when, back when the set photos of the Batman Batmobile were first introduced, Andrew Collins at Jalana Pick... Anyways, pointed out that it seems to be based on a 1970 Plymouth Barracuda with a Triton v, uh, Ford Triton V10 engine mounted in the back. Uh, so it's a rear-mounted engine. Um, it's not quite a perfect match for the Barracuda, as the actual prop car is likely a custom body, but the resemblance is pretty close. Uh, what year? 1970. Oh, let me check this out. 19... 19- Seventy images. Well, I know they uh, the cuffs in the body, and it kind of. Although the Batman's take on the DC Comics character isn't exactly an origin story, it's still set in the early years of Bruce Wayne being Batman. The Batmobile backs that up. Bruce Wayne could have very well have owned, already owned a 70 Barracuda and done some customization to create the Batmobile. It's not just something that looks cool as a car, even though it is. It's also a subtle way in which the Batman reinforces its setting and the mindset of Pattinson's version of Bruce Wayne. So, yeah. Was Plymouth the... Uh, a... Uh Plymouth, Plymouth was a like a Mopar. It, well, it, it was a division of Dodge. Okay, that makes sense then, because actually, I think Dodge. Does it have a Hemi in it? Yeah. Well, yeah, the Barracudas had a Hemi. That's that's what I was looking at. Yeah, but the fact that he slapped a Triton V10 engine in, uh, on the back it made it a rear rear engine mount. Yeah. I I don't I don't know though because the exhaust up, up the front too. I think it was like two engines. Again, heavily customized. Yeah. So. Well, the 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 one they have, uh, the running ones, uh, was like four of them ma- were made. One of them were was the front end, the the little uh, stock part on the front, the barricade, mm-hmm. uh, was made out of uh, uh, fiberglass, while the other ones had like a steel front end. Because of the the actual uh, jump, right? That was the only reason why they needed a needed that. But dude, just just watch the the. Cause oh yeah, no, it's gonna it's we're gonna go watch it probably this week. So I'm gonna get down there about I'm gonna get there Wednesday night, Thursday night. This guy is gonna go see Journey. Oh yeah, that is still awesome. Um, so it'll probably be like a Friday. I don't want to say Friday during the day. Probably a Saturday matinee kind of a show. Just because, one, I don't want to fight the fucking crowds. Two, they're already charging more for this particular movie as far as ticket prices. They're averaging $1 to $2 more per ticket just for this movie. Yeah, I paid like 10 bucks for it. I'm yeah, I'm like, really? Yeah. <sighs> but still, oh my God, it's that good. But yeah, I took the boys to go see Uncharted again. Well, I, I, I'd seen it for the second time, but I took my boys to go see Uncharted. I like that movie. I really do. And it was even better the second time. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out eventually. If you don't have any backstory on it, at least read the synopsis another, for the game. That was another thing that came out that, the, that was on, uh, well, it's on all of them now, uh, The Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman. Yeah, dude, I liked that one. Dude, that was really good. Yeah, um, I had my boys watch that with me um, the last uh, last weekend that I had them, just because before I let them watch the Kingsman and then the the sequel, I want them to have a backstory as to what this organization is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, that's it, it, that was a really good movie. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. 
but that's that's the show for today yeah um, we got we got we got our sports and we got our nerd in yeah so yeah i'm pretty stoked about that yeah uh ever redecorated a little bit on our uh thing he put that up. He's like, why don't you have this up? You need to sell these merchandises because I'm horrible at my advertisement. We don't have that many shirts left anyways. But hey, hey, he's a pretty cool kid. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Somebody who voluntarily has sex with other men, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, uh, you never watched Venture Brothers? Yes, I have. But it has been a long time. Season 2, last episode. Okay. That's where I got it from. Okay. Anyways, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And thank you, all your faithful, for watching. And this is Nerd Sports. Goodbye, everybody. Yeet.